Hey, girlfriends, it's Shauna, and you're listening to webtalkradio.net, and I'm sitting here with myself and our producer, Jeff Carlin. Um, It's just been a really, really sad day. It's gloomy. It's rainy. It is ugly outside, but um, we've just, I've lost my two partners sitting here just over some dumb fight and I just have to say I was coming in here with different material but I'm now going to talk about girlfriends relationships and how important they are in life Um, I've always felt like three things get you through and that's your religion your friends and your family and these two are two of my best friends in life Um, and we had a little bit of a discrepancy happen which we are all guilty and we are all at fault for But um, my partners didn't feel comfortable in doing the show, so hello, it's the Shauna Show. Um, Not feeling really great, but we still are going to do a little bit of um, news and what's been happening and so on and so forth. I hope everyone had a really, really great Memorial Day weekend. It always rains throughout the country, but I know everyone comes back for Memorial Day thinking they're going to see the the, uh, trees bloom and all the flowers up, and it's never that way. It's always a rainy weekend. Anywho, I am going to continue and talk about relationships and how important they are because I feel that your girlfriends take you through trials and tribulations of life. And I think honesty and trust is two of the main factors um, that really do a foundation to a relationship. Um, I feel that if you have two great friends, if you have one great friend, that's all you need. Some people are blessed with 10. Some people are blessed with 20. Um, And you work on your relationships just like you work on a marriage. And sometimes you don't see eye to eye. Everyone um, is different. It's apples and oranges. But you have to respect that person's point of view and where they're coming from. And relationships are built over a long period of time. And I know myself, you learn about yourself new things every day. Or if there's a a fight or a failure, I mean, you learn through that. You think, why did that happen? What can I do to make this better? Should I do anything to make this better? What makes me feel comfortable? What makes me feel uncomfortable? Um, And it's kind of a self-seeking time. Um, I know that uh, you always kind of bounce things off your friends. Um, All my friends are from different walks of life, and I really enjoy that because I can appreciate each and every one of them for different reasons. Uh, And I am not the type of friend that calls a person every day, but... Um, I do keep in touch, and they're always in my heart, and I always kind of give a text or I'll throw an email their way, or if something reminds me of them. um, I just think people need to take responsibility um, to help other people. 
and you help your girlfriends. You help your girlfriends through bad times, and you help your girlfriends through good times. So I'm hopefully this will be rectified. But anyway, um, Jeff, the Blackhawks. Oh boy. So we're here. We are going on the Stanley Cup, and then last night we lost. Yeah. What was the score? Uh, it was five to four. Uh, Blackhawks lost in overtime. Unfortunately, oh. yes. And by the time everyone hears this, it'll be decided what's going on. But just for everybody's sake, Chicago is enthralled and, and embroiled in this Anaheim Ducks versus Chicago Blackhawks rivalry that's been stemming from a very contentious uh, postseason in the past. And last night's game did not disappoint. It was very exciting. Went into overtime. The Hawks tied it with less than 30 seconds to go after being down two, and oh. uh, it was heartbreaking. Well, I saw when Anaheim first came out, they scored in the first three minutes, I think. Oh, yes, they they dominated the first few minutes there, and it was it was something. Um, and it was probably a lack of defensive depth, if, the, if we want to get technical, but that's a little, little beyond our scope today. I know. In the sports world, I'll tell you, uh, everyone in Chicago is doing Blackhawk jerseys, Blackhawk flags outside their car. It has been just a Blackhawk. Everyone thought we were going to win last night. Mm -hmm. That was for sure. It seems storybook, almost too good to be true, but alas, it was not. So did you think Crawford was off, the uh, goalie? Uh, No, the Blackhawks' defense is off. They're very short in depth, so they don't have enough... They're relying on a 36-year-old and a 40-year-old. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but for in a professional sports, that's t- that's a tough age to perform at a high level. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know Crawford was... No, 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 not Crawford, but on defense. Oh, their defense. They, oh, yes. Yeah, they've got four great players in Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Nick Jarmelson, and... Uh, and uh, just lost that. <laughs> just lost that thought. That's all right. The fourth is whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, the skating was oh, incredible. Johnny Oduya is, is the Oh, yeah, fourth. Johnny. That's right. Right, right. So they, they have those are their four strong guys, but they need they need a fifth, and the fifth right now is either two rookies or a 40-year-old who just came back from life-saving surgery last year after having blood clots in his leg. So oh. it doesn't. it's not a lot of good depth, and that's really what wins championships, in my opinion. But Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Well, anyway, I, I was watching that, and I was flicking the channels, and I was also watching, I hate to bring it up again, but I was watching the Kardashians. I do think that this is an interesting series. They're, uh, by the time everyone hears this again, they probably the show will be over because I believe their last show is coming up this Sunday. Mm-hmm. But um, they still are doing, you know, how people are feeling about Bruce Jenner transitioning into a woman. And I... I I find it a really, if people are going through this, I find it very helpful. I mean, the show itself, just because they're going from person to person, all Mm -hmm. the kids, Kylie, Kendall, all different ages, and um, who's supporting him and how they're going to get through it. And there's lots of tears shed, you know, saying that this is so difficult because, and Chris, of course, this is the big thing, um, she feels like she's mourning him. Bruce Jenner mm-hmm. right now because she feels that uh, you know he's dead, which is which will be true. That's yeah, it's it's incredible. And it was a little creepy when uh, Kim Kardashian came into uh, Bruce Jenner's Malibu home, and he walked into 
she walked in. She walked into Bruce's room and said, "You know, I just want to go when we transition into a woman. You know, I want to go through your wardrobe so you don't embarrass yourself." And I think people. I mean, the ratings have got to be sky high because people really want to see what Bruce will look mm-hmm. like as a woman and how he's going to come out with his name. Um, so far, some of the procedures, and poor Scott Disick, they had him on the air, and he was like, well, I honestly thought he just went in to get his Adam's apple trimmed down because he thought it was just too pointy. I had no idea that he was transitioning. <laughs> no one even told so me. And those two have had kind of a rocky relationship for those that have followed it. But um, for the transgender generation, I feel this is really helpful. I don't think they've made light of it. I think they're making it how difficult the trials and tribulations are on getting through as a family and now they all have to stick with one another and it is kind of creepy so Kim's in you know Bruce's closet and picking out outfits and you know Bruce you could tell was getting really excited and mm-hmm. euphoric you could feel that in his body and you know here was a man you know that is just I mean he was born it's like Jesus said okay, we're going to give you this twist. We're going to put a woman's soul in you. And he's just a man with this woman's soul. Mm -hmm. And he did say, it was interesting, he said, I don't want to be 65 and having cancer and thinking I never lived my life the way I really wanted to live. you got to commend him for that. It's interesting. And I know that this is helpful to those people that have not. And you know what? If your family doesn't stand by you, so be it. There are people out there that will support Mm -hmm. you and get you through. Um, So he discussed all this stuff with his daughters and his stepdaughters. um, And he's just really made, I think Chris is the one that is having the the hardest time. Sure. And, and, you know, you've got to understand that she, you know, bought into marrying and falling in love with one person. And now that person is essentially gone, you know, and she, she chose him, he chose her, but the, the kids, they, they, there's no choice. I mean, that no matter what he becomes, he's still their father. He's still the one. Yes. And and it's it's there's you get it. And if she knew what she knew knows now, then maybe there would be no Kardashian family. Maybe there would no be keeping up with the Kardashians. And I think there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. But as you see this, you look at him, and he's had his forehead narrowed. He's had his eyebrows, you know taken care of he's had his chin redone his lips his lips he's his uh cheekbones i mean he's yeah. had high cheekbones but now they're so pronounced and he's really transitioning i i can imagine how hard that is because just as me as a, a bystander you know watching this the show i'm thinking i'm just wondering how he's going to look as a woman and i think when it's all said and done It'll be good. I think so too. I mean, even uh, during the Diane Sawyer the interview, I mean, even there you could see him with his hair flowing, and he kept throw, tussling with his hair and throwing, flipping his head around, and laughing and trying to be it seemingly very feminine. Right. It you could see. Okay, you know, I could see this that him as a woman, and and wouldn't double take. You know, I, w- I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Well, that looks like it's a man, or it looks like a woman as a man. It's it's very genuine. And you got to give give them credit, and it's it's gold for the keeping up with the Kardashians because it's a show that's so superficial as far that's as the right. content. But now they have something real, something actually. I mean, 
there that's have been right. issues in the past, but now it's a real issue. It's a real issue that's going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives. Um, they've actually got a few issues going on, which they've tapped into the divorce issue. They've kind of tapped into the rehab mm-hmm. with Scott. But I think this is Those something. This gone. is the story. Mm-hmm. He said it. I mean, yeah, he the, did say it. Producers of that show. If they had known what they had known and they had this gold mine, it probably would have jumped on it sooner. But the way it's rolling out now, I think, is commendable. I do, too. I do, too. And I hope they just don't make light of it. Um, I think the weird thing is, though, for that Kendall and Kylie, the rest of the girls kind of have their lives together. Mm -hmm. But for Kendall and Kylie to be sitting there now, in the future, they'll be talking to their dad as they know their dad. But the dad will have a dress on and Mm -hmm. be a woman. And you think how it's going to shape their their careers or their individual careers? Because, like you said, the other girls and, the, and the, the sons, they're already set. They already know who they are. They're already adults. They're already branching out on their own adventures. But as Kendall and Kylie move forward, they're always going to be the daughters of the guy who changed and the whole world watched. The now, you know, if this hadn't happened, they would have been you know, the daughters of the family that has all these famous people who do all these incredible things. Right. And now one's a model and one's an artist and whatnot. They, that's what that's what that would define them. Now it's not going to be that. It's going to be, they're the model who is the daughter of the guy who won the Olympics and then became a woman and now... That's right. I mean, um, I, there was one thing that I thought about, though, when I saw that little Mason, you know, um, is it, it's Courtney's. Mm-hmm. Courtney's son, Mason and Penelope. Now, th- that's going to be interesting to see how they tell Mason this, who is going to see his grandpa, and his grandpa is now his grandma, I guess, and how they're going to do that. But in essence, you look on this new generation coming up that this is stuff that's going to be discussed and it's going to be open. It's like what we talked about for the gay community 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. They're going to be talking about this, this transgender and... So if they can spin this in a really positive light to this, what is he, five? I think he's mm-hmm. five years old. Um, it'll be, I mean, that's a confusing topic to a five-year-old. Yeah. Grandpa was the guy that I was flying the helicopter in, and now, you know, he's in a dress. What's that all about? And grandma, Grandpa looks more like Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, and you know what? Hey, they're doing it on the air, so... This could, um, it, 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 I, I feel it's a good thing now. All of a sudden, we've we've totally bashed the Kardashians for so long. But now I'm thinking it's really making sense. And once again, there is a purpose in their show. It just took a while for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you see that uh, that Chris is trademarking the phrase momager? Oh, no. Yeah, she's, she's, she's working to have a trademark so that nobody else can ever be a momager. It's just she is the momager. So she'll be like Gandhi or Madonna. She'll be just momager. She's not changing her name, but she's trademarking that. Oh, no. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's smart. And you expect that from someone who's produced a family and an empire uh, like the Kardashians. That's right. I didn't see that. Now... What will that mean, though, so that nobody else can use the name or nobody else can do what she has done? Well, I mean, you can't stop someone from being a, an overbearing, if not overproductive, mother, but they can never be termed or someone can use the phrase to call somebody else a momager. She's just trademarking that, that specific name. She's, she's savvy, I'll she's tell you. She's very savvy. She knows, if anybody knows Hollywood, it's, it's she, and I can't wait until she 
is beyond her years of of you know, productivity in in the spotlight, and she writes a memoir about all this. Cause it, it'll be well. You know what's interesting, and I think that you know she's probably the one that's hurt the most mm-hmm. because I think she has felt. I she said this that she has been lied to mm-hmm. the most. Sure, and the longest, I should say. And when they were married, I'm sure there was a lot of anger in Bruce because he was like there would be with anybody that they're hiding this dark secret. Mm-hmm. That and she probably went through some miserable, miserable times with him. Sure. And I do think at one point she said, "You know, what was the reason? Why are you so upset?" And he would always turn to her and say, "You just wouldn't understand." So there were moments he could bring it up, but I mean, how can you bring something up until you're really, timing is everything, until you're really ready to bring that up. Mm-hmm. His kids were young. He wasn't going to abandon his children at that time. Anyway, I think it's a very, very involved, I know my girlfriends would have a lot to say on it, um, but, you know, let's just say, you know, Jenner's come out now, and for, you know, all intents and purposes, he's come out as a woman, and we'll see how it all pans out because Kardashians aren't going to hold anything back. They're going to bear it all. And they're going to tell us all. Um, what else is new in the news that's been happening? Well, did you see that there's a, uh, a push to start a, a all-girls tackle football league? Oh, no kidding. Is it a good idea, bad idea? Would you have ever played tackle football? Um, I may, yeah. I wouldn't be against it. However, I just think there's so much stuff with the health issues now with all these concussions and stuff. I don't. I. I I'm certainly wouldn't let my girls play football. But tell me what's happening. It's got to be. Wh- where's this happening? Oh, I know. Yes, I did hear something about this. It was in Utah. Mm-hmm. And they're starting that. That's right. Uh, why did they want to start this? I believe it's in, in the sense of in the uh, sense of equality for all. You know, for, forever it's always been men, boys football, no girls allowed. Sam Gordon, but he is a boy. Now, are they putting the girls? Are they putting tackle football on the the boys and girls together, or are they just doing a strictly a girls team? It's just going to be a girls team. Uh, I couldn't imagine even trying to play a co-ed tackle football league. Oh, Sam Gordon was the coach. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of uh, yeah, this is true. And he was he was he he said to be honest, he was really nervous about if any girls would sign up. But apparently, everybody was super happy, and they really responded. Um, some of the parents, I think, are concerned, which I would be. Sure. Um, but the girls, apparently, in this Utah school, they've been just begging to play uh, tackle. It's fulfilling the dreams of a girls who want to play football. Um. I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. However, if there's, I'm not against it. If there's enough girls that want to play it, I mean, it's not hurting anyone, and so be it. But I will say, you know, they're going to be still trained in, you know, blocking and tackling and learning all those football techniques, and you know, it's going to be tough. It's a tough sport. Period. It's mm-hmm. tough for the for the men. Um, so he's going to train all these girls, I guess, with speed and toughness and. Hey, more power to him. If he has all these girls that want to sign up, and if this is the way, I mean, there you go. 
you've got girls that want to play football and you've got guys that want to do ballet. I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy world. It's, but it's, and it's for the better. I mean, you've got to, you've got to feel that girls being allowed to do something like this is, one, it's going to make guy-girl relationships and dating easier in the future because we won't have to waste all that time explaining football to women. No no offense to any women who are football fanatics. <laughs> I know the game, but I, many girls I dated in high school watched football with me but needed it, uh, quite a primer on it. Yeah, that's right. These girls, uh, I, you know, I'd like to see some of these girls. Well, there they go. Here we go back to Bruce Jenner. You know, that's what his big thing was. It was on the Wheaties box, and all these girls want to be the first to be on their Wheaties box. Mm-hmm. So, hey, that's that's a promo for them. You know, more power to them. Let's see what happens. We'll just kind of keep following that and kind of stay tuned to that because that will be interesting. I just hope it doesn't get. And it's got to be empowering because no matter what anyone says, women are, are a minority in, in, this, in our society specifically uh, when it comes to any other equal pay or any of that. Women tend to be that minority and this way, you know, they now empowers them to go off like I can do it, I can do it. And that's a great mentality to have, just especially for young girls. That is true. I mean, we're raising our girls to be really strong, to be bold, to be honest, to, you know, be have this really strong impact of integrity. And so this is one way to make them, you know, toughen up. Oh, you heard that John Nash died. I did. Yeah, it was 86. You know, 86 to me does not seem that old. It doesn't, but it, I think you're above the threshold where people should be sad and sorry and, oh, my gosh, the tragedy that he died. I mean, the way he died sounds like it was very tragic because it was an accident. But Oh, tell me what happened. Uh, I don't have all the details in front of me at the moment, but I, I know he was. They, he and his wife were in a, in a cab, and there was a, an accident, a terrible accident. He wound up dying uh, because of it. But people are, you know, up saying how it's so sad, and obviously it is sad, and it's a tragedy. It was a tragic accident, but the guy was 86 years old. He lived a life. He had a, you know, an Academy Award-winning movie made about his life. I think he lived a full and, and successful life, and I don't think that qualifies as a tragedy. So the cab that they were in was in an accident. Mm-hmm. Now, did she live, the wife? The wife is, is alive, yes. Oh, my God. And, oh, is that terrible? Mm-hmm. Well, he was 86. God bless him. May he rest in peace. And we're losing all of our greats. He was a... That was a great mind. Mm-hmm. And he, the Russell Crowe, that was the movie, A Beautiful Mind, was made about his life. And he dealt, dealt with schizophrenia, so it, it did bring that to the forefront when it was a no, popular movie. That's right. Wasn't that just... That was just up for... Uh, no, oh, no, no. You, you're thinking of the one about the, the British guy who the computer during World War One. Yes, and, and broke the code. Right. I can't remember what the name is. Now, see, so if my girlfriends were here, they, they would, would remember. They would have it. They would have it. Anyway, then there was another big controversy about a mom who's 52. She still breastfeeds her six-year-old daughter. This is in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Who says her milk tastes like candy canes. I mean, I just think that's so wrong. I think there's a time and place when you can do things. And, you know, when you're six years old, you've got a full uh, mouth of teeth. Yeah, you can eat your own food. Yeah, you can eat your own food. And she, this woman is proudly breastfeeding her six-year-old and thinking it's just, you know, the greatest thing. 
um, and she's thinking that it's really, really, it's made her stronger. I mean, but, can you imagine? I know, and she won't vaccinate her child because she thinks her breast milk is magical and and, and you know, keeps her child from getting any sort of serious vaccinatable in, uh, illness. But she, she, you, you got to feel that people like this, people do things because they think they can, or they sh- they just just do it because they can. And it's well, and the, a line. well, the funny part about it is, it's one thing if you're doing it right before she goes to bed, but it's another thing. I mean, she'll feed this baby wherever and whenever her daughter wants to, so she just responds mm-hmm. to her daughter's natural desire, which is, I just, I think it's, you know, people, whoa, I'm telling you, this is not normal. No. Six years old. It is not normal. Okay, here it says, the Woman's Woman's Day said, Amina told Women's Day she enjoyed sleeping and sucking her mom's breast so much that she'd probably keep going until she's eight. Her mother told Facebook followers in February that breastfeeding her her school-aged daughter was normal. Let child and mother choose what's best for them, their circumstances and family. If we are all choosing, then we are all equal, she wrote alongside photo, a photo of her breastfeeding her child. Okay, sorry. Can't even go there. That's going in the wiener pile. That's going, and I think my girlfriends would agree that that's going in the wiener pile, so I am okay with that. Um, How much therapy is that girl going to need? Oh. Somewhere in the UK, there is a, a therapist planning the next wing of their home. Oh, what about... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about the mom who uh, that she's fighting back against her sextus sixth grade pool party dress code? Yeah, this this strikes me as ridiculous. It's a woman in, who got a letter sent home with her kid. They're going to have a pool party. And there's a dress code and a note list noted that said that all girls must wear a non-white shirt over their swimsuit in hopes of being modest. Right. Now, remember, listeners, this is a sixth-grade pool party. It read, you're invited. Your child is invited to the sixth-grade pool party at the Lynnhurst Center. The pool party is a way to reward your child for all of their hard work and good citizenship throughout the year. All girls must wear a non-white T-shirt over their swimsuit. Wait, so what was so wrong with that? Well, exactly. But the mom says, well, if the girls have to wear a shirt over their swimsuit, then the boys have to wear a shirt over their swimsuit in all fairness and equality. I don't understand that. Boys are different. Girls are different. Modesty is different from both. Oh, I thought it was because of the see-through. But they're saying... uh, The Huffington Post said they're saying little girls need to be ashamed of their bodies and cover themselves up. This is why the mothers got so enraged, because they thought the boys, Mm -hmm. the girls would be showing their breasts and whatever, and that the boys were, would what? Well, yeah, exactly. They're they're saying they're blaming the girls and saying, oh, the girls need to cover up because the boys. But the mothers got enraged because they they're sending a wrong message to their child, saying you should be ashamed. You know, wearing you have to wear a white T-shirt. Oh my God! Well, this was at an elementary school in Indianapolis, if you can believe it. Um, They just didn't want to. The parents just didn't want to encourage the gendered rule. Mm -hmm. 
they want it to be across the board. Well, the girls have to wear a shirt to in, to ensure modesty, and the boys should have to in, wear a shirt to ensure modesty. One of the mothers said, I have a little boy. I'm teaching him to think correctly, and this is contrary to what I'm teaching him. So one mother, she contacted the school to understand why the rule, the rule was put in place, and she said the school explained that there had been an inappropriate swimwear at past parties, and they just wanted to help students who may be uncomfortable not covering themselves. The T-shirt rule was all an economic consideration. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think... Setting one standard for half of the student body only promotes the idea that girls' bodies are naturally shameful. So all these mom wanted the boys to, well, what, I, I kind of agree with the moms. Yeah. You know, they should just change it and say T-shirts were optional. You know, that would have been... Anyway, that turned into a big scuttlebutt, and I'm sure there'll be... Uh, a lawsuit on somebody's part. The pool part was held on Monday. According to Smith's son, no girls wore a t-shirt. So, there, there you go. There you go. And you have to stand your own ground. Anyway, as I'm just talking about um, today, I just want everyone to give their best girlfriend a great hug. I miss my girlfriends here on the show. Um, hopefully we'll all get our terms together and um, be back on air next week with all of you great, great listeners. And you're listening to The Girlfriends on webtalkradio.net. Also, please go to our website, which is the-girlfriends.com, and leave us a comment You know on what's being said and how you're feeling and what topics you'd like to hear. Um, everyone go out there, spread your love around, and have a beautiful, beautiful week. Bye.